five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Pwn podcast, your premier source for everything to do with the Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Lightforce, the voice you've been missing the last two weeks, as the two guys joining me virtually have led you astray with lots of talk of basketball. That's right, Omni at Omni Strength and Sam at another Sam Chan are here. The three of us are together once again. Uh, it is good to be back in the chair, boys. Did, do you have evidence for, for them uh, missing your voice? I have no evidence whatsoever. I'm simply making an assumption. <laughs> All right. No, it's uh, really good to have you back. Me and Sam running the show is like, uh, you know, buying a used car from a shady salesman. Might look great on the outside and mm-hmm. might run well for the first uh, week or two. But underneath it all, I think the chassis is all messed up and transmission is shot. And, and it's you just found out I'm, I've been peeing apart. in the gas tank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear Lord. No, we were talking about this before we click record. I enjoyed the last two episodes. I listened to both. In fact, I listened uh, to the last episode on my way back from Toronto on the plane. And uh, uh, I was chuckling at how Adama Seasports can do nothing for Sam to bring him out of bronze. Yeah. Mm. We were. Well, I don't know. I carried you undefeated last night. Well, yeah, that's true. I was actually going to ask, are are you still in bronze? Because I'm now a silver tank. (laughs) I don't know. I haven't done my placements yet. Haven't completed them anyway. Oh well, how many more did you need? I thought we had at least five yeah. last night. I don't know. Oh, but wait, you were I, I think I split them. I uh, split them like two and three somewhere. My tank ranking is actually like the lowest one this season. I'm not really sure. Does that I, does that mean you can play with us now? I don't know. Probably. Like <laughs> I'm I'm in plat in in DPS and almost plat in healer, and the tank is gold. There's Chris up there. Chris, we were uh, really worried for you out there, like traveling across the world. We've been basically playing uh, around the plague in 80 days. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hopefully, knock on wood, uh, I uh, have avoided the plague in the days that I was away. Unfortunately, it doesn't appear that uh, the Overwatch League is. So we're going to go into that topic a little bit today. Beyond that, there's not a whole lot else to talk about. When you run a weekly Overwatch League podcast focused on the Vancouver Titans, the fact that the Vancouver Titans haven't played since 2016 makes it <laughs> difficult, uh, but I'm sure we will find a way to spin the yarn proverbially. So without further ado, let's uh, go straight into that uh, massive payload. Moving the payload! Join me! Show notes say the Titans still exist, but do they? I mean, I guess we did get proof of life. Uh, someone so was doing some yoga or something. And they've been streaming. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's right. I guess, yeah, they've been streaming, which I, I like how you ask the question about sleep schedules. And uh, <laughs> and uh, I think the, the concept is called sleep hygiene. But yeah. uh, they're still streaming at, like, crazy hours. hours. Yeah. But, I mean, if they're staying on Korean hours, then they're sleeping at the right time. They're actually sleeping at 7 p.m. Just depends how – time is relative when you well, think about it. I guess if you're a DPS player like Hacksaw, he can snooze off during the long queue hour, queue uh, times. He snoozes so I, off during May play anyway. <laughs> true, true. 
I can vouch for those long queue times for DPS. I tried to do one DPS placement tonight, and after 20 minutes of waiting, I decided I wasn't mm. going to bother. So that's why, like, uh, I have two monitors set up now, and I'm playing Civilization while I wait. That's pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> which, which actually comes first, actually getting a match of the DPS queue or completing the game in Civilization? Uh, all depends on the speed. It's kind of like between marathon pace and uh, the, the next uh, longest one. I, I, I get to, like, play some, I think, three, four turns before it uh, queues up. The, the thing about this long break is that we are obviously not seeing a whole lot going on in the world of the Vancouver Titans. Um, I know the two of you touched on it while I was away, but I think it's you know fair to say that one, the Vancouver Titans weren't obviously expecting this break, but two, I think it's now quite indicative that they were really reliant on their matches generating the content that they would in turn have mm-hmm. so that they can in turn share it with us as fans. And the absence of those matches has resulted in very little, although news broke today, breaking news. The Vancouver Titans have partnered with circle K here in Western Canada. Woo-hoo. And uh, you can actually, if you're an artist, submit a design to be produced on a circle K froster mug. And then if you happen to have your design chosen, you get like a all expense paid trip uh, and VIP experience to a homestand uh, and uh, a team signed Froster Cup with your design on it. Something like that. What if I'm a con artist? <clears throat> well, I don't think they'd want to be associated with you then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you could. You could still, you know, enter as a con artist. Just but take other people's designs. It'll make the, yeah, exactly. It'll make things kind of awkward between us, the team and, you know, Circle <laughs> K, our, our friends there. And I, I should point out there, this is not an ad spot because it is not an ad spot. I mean, you know, we did have ads last year, but. We do like Frosters though. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> hint, hint, nudge, nudge. The, uh, that's the news though. I mean, when but it I- comes to Titans news, there yeah. isn't much more than that. Unless, yeah. unless you got an in here uh, on the. I think, yeah, I'll definitely cook up something for that competition. For the competition. I thought you meant cook up for us. Thanks for the content entry. No, I meant for for the Froster Cup uh, entry. He'll be happy if he gets three free Frosters. Um, That'll do. But on on the Titans end, uh, I have kind of marked down the calendar. I think this week kind of marks their their two-week mark. I don't know for a fact if they've been following a quarantine. Um, but, but the kind of general rule of thumb right now has been 14 days. So we're about to hit the end of that. So who knows, we might be able to see more by the end of this week or early next week. But to be frank, they're professional gamers. Have they ever left quarantine? (laughs) Be nice. I I don't mean mean in a bad way. I wish I could do it. (laughs) The, you know, regardless of whether or not, uh, they are in a quarantine, and it is the coronavirus or, or COVID-19 disease the has impacted the Overwatch League in such a manner that now we're starting to, you know, see one, an entire group of teams who have yet to play. You've got the San Francisco Shock who've played one match. So we can almost say the saving grace is that the Vancouver Titans, thank goodness, have played, what, two? Yeah, mm-hmm. double the amount. We lead the league, too, in win yeah. differential sure. and record. But right now, as it stands, the Vancouver Titans don't play until 
Saturday, March 28th against the Dallas Fuel, presuming that actually happens. And, and why we say presuming that match happens, uh, the first <clears throat> sort of mass event um, prohibition has uh, been put into place in North America in Santa Clara County. Now, for those of you who uh, follow the podcast but may not be as completely aware of uh, the United States, all the different uh, areas of the United States have been broken into counties, and Santa Clara County would be more familiar to you as San Jose. Now, you might say, well, wait, there is no team in San Jose. You're right, there is not. But a couple of things to take from this. One, the fact that a major U.S. city on the West Coast has gone and put a prohibition over uh, sort of mass gatherings, so events of a thousand or more, uh, means that there will be pressure on other counties to do something similar. Mm. And it's only a hop, skip, and jump up the highway to San Francisco, which, you know, as a, a trickle-down effect, could be a possibility. And we're going to talk a little bit about this when we, we get into the fray, but we are now starting to see pressure in, in Europe as well. So I am genuinely concerned over how much longer the Overwatch League can go where teams are not playing. So I promised you basketball this episode. So here's where the basketball comes in. Um, there has been news that's broken out. So the Golden State Warriors, who who uh, finished second place last year, uh, did get a brand new spanking uh, arena earlier this year called Chase Center. And that's right in the heart of San Francisco. So it's been known that the city is kind of trying to, you know, best practices advise them um, that uh, they should actually shut down their home games. And so, so this is ongoing news and who knows by the times you guys listen to this, it might be actually real news, but it is an ongoing situation that, that, you know, the city is trying to figure out, do we need to, you know, do the Santa Clara ban? Is it just advisory? Cause, cause the idea of large crowds gathering is just not advisable right now. Right. Um, so, so that's probably the next, you know, if, if, you know, for San Francisco fan hopefuls for the shock, if, if the NBA is going to pull out, uh, you best believe the shock are going to follow, um, even though they're not strictly affiliated. But if, if, you know, they're, they're, you know, the city and the, the advisory is, is taking on such a big kind of organization. Um, it only makes sense that other organizations that are smaller, such as esports, such as blizzard are, are probably going to follow suit pretty quickly. Right. So, I don't even dare to speculate at this point what, what's going to be with uh, Vancouver's homestand. But as things stand now, like Canucks are still playing in the arena. So, well, the Canucks be playing in May, though. <laughs> so, something uh, I'm glad you bring up hockey. Something to consider is that uh, the San Jose Sharks are impacted by this. Yeah. Like, arguably, they may lose a minimum of three games. Now, that's not to suggest they don't play them. It is possible that the NHL goes and makes a decision of postponing rescheduling or potentially playing in a closed building. Mm. Um, another option is to move to either a neutral site or to the opposition arena. So they have these options. Yeah. And the reason I, I mention this is at what point in time does the Overwatch League consider closed team matches or something as a derivative uh, for a team like the Vancouver Titans or for the San Francisco Shock or for any of the, the Chinese yeah. teams. Like, something needs to occur. And this isn't unheard of. Um, we've seen, and I'll, I'll use sort of uh, soccer as an example. 
mostly in Europe, but as well in South America, there are reasons why they play closed uh, team matches. Sometimes it has to do with punishing the home team. Uh, Other times it is due to health reasons, but that's not unheard of. And I kind of wonder if maybe the Overwatch League hasn't reached that point where they need to sort of call a spade a spade, accept that homestands may be a problem and start considering how they can do closed team matches. Because quite frankly, if they can get a venue where they've got, you know, the reliable um, infrastructure, they can stream and cast this Mm -hmm. and at least provide content, at least provide teams the opportunity to perform, which is what's going to make this league successful. Having the shock and having the Titans do nothing right now is not good for the league, let alone the Chinese teams. Yeah, it's extremely unfortunate that this happened in the inaugural uh, homestand season, really. Uh, But then there are additional challenges, like what do you do with a team like Chengdu, where the players are still in China? Oh, and and yeah, I don't have the answer. No, obviously not. It's just like just speculation at this point. Uh, Online matches, maybe, but like still, you are losing so much of that competitive integrity and and the monetary blow uh, for the ticket sales and all that is probably uh, staggering. Well, I and I'm I don't have any insight here, but I wonder how big the monetary blow for a homestand truly will be. I don't necessarily see those events as money makers. Mm. like gate revenue and out here i'll use uh you know the vancouver homestand i have no idea what capacity will be set up but based on the conversations that we had had with tim Connolly and uh or tim halloway sorry uh i'm thinking the hockey player but tim halloway um previously he had mentioned that they were looking at a more intimate concert bowl style so let's arguably say for an even number ten thousand. yeah I don't necessarily believe the Vancouver Titans would see 10,000 people come into the arena. And if they do, they have to staff it for the entire event. And that means 10,000 people are probably coming in and out. So I kind of see this as more of the investment in the brand. Like this season wasn't necessarily created to make the teams money. It was to invest in the markets to really entrench themselves so that subsequent seasons are successful. Sure. So losing the homestands, I don't think, are are too significant outside of the fact they're losing the brand recognition. Yeah, because just watching the other uh, homestands, they they seem to be quite successful in that regard of of building that uh, feel or or brand feel locally for for each team that, that hosts one. Let's hope for uh, for Blizzard's sake that the the owners of the league are as patient as you are, Chris. Or maybe they need to hire you as a as a pitch person to to preach yeah. patience. But it's like, not my money. <laughs> lots of businesses get like hurt so much. Like, what can you do? It's uh, going across nations. Well, it, across it's global. Businesses. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, that's the thing to also keep in mind is we're talking a very you know niche topic how it's impacting the Vancouver Titans and how it's impacting the Overwatch League. But like, you know, uh, COVID-19 disease uh, is, is impacting, you know, every part of, of the planet. I mean, it's, it's difficult to, to obviously um, deal with, but at the same time, it's important to understand that uh, sort of, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. It's just getting to that, that, that through the tunnel itself. Um, Completely off the rails here, but on the t- on topic uh, conversation that was happening 
uh, in another Discord server I, I was in, and someone was like, well, why is this such a big deal? I'm looking at these numbers. Why is it such a big deal? I don't think people truly understand that, yes, it, for the vast majority of people that might be impacted by this will suffer from mild symptoms. In fact, many may not even know that they have it. The difficulty is that some earlier early numbers show anywhere from about 10 to 15% of those that do get this disease require some form of escalated medical care, right. including hospitalization. And that's the problem. Mm-hmm. The medical system is not set up to deal with a pandemic at this size if suddenly everyone needs those hospital beds. Especially if mortality rate is quite high for like uh, more risky patients. And not only that, like you have to still remember that despite this being uh, everybody's asking, well, it's just like the flu. Well, guess what? The flu itself is not going away. So it's not coming well, instead of the flu. It's on top of it. Well, and, that, and that's the thing. Like if you were to consider, like I, I can't speak with a lot of experience when it comes to hospitals. Yeah. Um, uh, I can speak more recently about an experience I had in Toronto, unfortunately. Uh, so as a side note, I am perfectly fine, but I did get to see the inside of a hospital there. Um, they had beds set up in the hallway. Mm-hmm. Like literally hallway bed eight with a buzzer that you could push if you needed help. Like it is functionally a space to stick someone. Mm-hmm. There was no bed to be had. And Imagine now taking that a step further where you have all these beds already filled for people who who do need hospital care for a variety of different reasons. And then suddenly the general population gets quite ill and 10 to 15% more people need to come in. That's where the struggle is. And it's really about maintaining the levels at such a manner that those who do need care can get access to it in a timely manner so that other issues are not exacerbated. And that's why when I look at the postponement, the rescheduling, the cancellation of these events is I am understanding that, hey, we're, you know, uh, in the different regions and different, different sort of places, just trying to manage uh, the, the illness. And I don't want to say, cause I am absolutely by no means an expert. It's not a matter of, of if it's a matter of when each one of us will probably at some point in time be impacted by it. No. And what you just mentioned here about the exacerbation of of the health infrastructure, that's exactly what's happening in Italy. And uh, Mm -hmm. we can see the results. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then on on the business side of things, so I've definitely been impacted personally because I've pretty much spent the last week in meetings on, on creating policies on how we can work uh, through, through my day job. And, and so uh, like, I think I had kind of hinted earlier, the, the general rule of thumb, a, a lot of companies are implementing now as best practices is, is a 14 day quarantine after international travel. Well, imagine doing that in the context of the, the Overwatch League. And we're not talking about people getting sick. It's just trying to, to be prudent, trying to, to be careful and protect, protect both the players, the staff and, and everybody at those venues, just trying, trying to be good citizens really. Mm-hmm. And imagine putting a 14 day slap on every time they're traveling on an international flight with the way mm. that the overwatch league is currently set up it. There's no way that it practically makes any sense. And so, so like, I think the, the silver lining to this is that they can go online. They have that option for, for traditional sports, for, for, concert tours that's not an option for them so so like that is kind of like the silver lining to it all is is that you know esports has that flexibility because 
gaming is online. It wasn't so, like the Golden State Warriors can fire up two two K twenty, right? Like, I mean, they can. They won't be good. <laughs> not, not like they're good at the current. <laughs> Ooh, low blows. Well. Low but blows. I guess I'm down. I guess the talk last year of how travel might impact Overwatch League uh, wasn't exaggerated. <laughs> it was <laughs> understated, apparently. Yeah, yeah. It, it it's just a it's a tough year. It's a tough. A, a tough year for for really everyone, and ultimately, it's just in my mind uh, a matter of of managing what one has the ability to manage. Uh, oh, and uh, also, if you are still listening to our podcast, I'm not entirely sure that toilet paper y'all hoarding <laughs> is going to do you well. I actually, I truly don't <gasps> understand it. Shelves are still full of soap. But toilet paper, bottled I water through college, yeah. bottled water and toilet paper will save us all. Apparently, yeah. Dude, Anyhow, I, I ran out of toilet paper, so well, <laughs> rip Sam because someone what? can someone send us some extra toilet paper. I could use a, a roll or two. Well, Please. I can send you. I can uh, sell you a few rolls and like four hundred. Uh, I will not take lightly used. <laughs> Hey, we've we've got a Costco sized like case here because that's we buy it like once every few months. But I'm now determined that I could probably sell that and put my daughter through college, right? Like, oh anyhow. man, let's let's take us all a short break here uh, before uh, we go into the fray. This is what happens when we don't have content. You have me bringing up the topic of hoarding toilet paper. Like, what has our podcast come to? Thankfully, we actually have some Overwatch League matches to talk about. Uh, So long as you're a big fan of all of these teams, uh, either, uh, well, essentially out east. I mean, I guess you could suggest Houston's east. But uh, let's quickly go through the results of the past week. I'd rather talk about toilet paper. (laughs) Well, I know, because I'm sure you're real pleased to see the Florida Mayhem beat the Toronto Fiant 3-1. You had the Houston Outlaws beat... Life Force Curse. Life Force Curse is real. Yeah. The Houston Outlaws beat the Paris Eternal 3-0, and the Washington Justice beat the Boston Uprising 3-1. On Sunday, you had the Paris Eternal beat the Philadelphia Fusion 3-2. The New York Excelsior beat the Washington Justice 3-1, and the Atlanta Reign beat the Boston Uprising 3-0. Now, as far as the matches to watch, uh, I uh, logged in from abroad to say that I wanted to watch the Toronto Defiant play the Florida Mayhem. And uh, as you've aptly pointed out, I cursed them. Yeah, there was absolutely no reason for them to lose to the Mayhem. <laughs> like Logix and Surefire were really, really good uh, soldier tra- tracer duo, but I guess they couldn't match up with the bulkier Hanzo, May, and Orisa Sigma, plus the Light Force Curse on the top of it all, and they just fell short for some reason. Yeah, what can well, you do? I at least you know some saving grace here is that uh, Ani, you had said that uh, watching the Outlaws uh, internal was the match to to take in. Now, what has happened to the Houston Outlaws? Have they actually now figured out how to play this game? Like, or or is it just a matter that yeah, I 
cursed the Defiant the week before, and then this week they ran into a, a Paris team that had some Saturday struggles. Uh, I don't know. Like, it seemed like Eternal didn't really know what to do at this in this match. They didn't really play XZ, and then they played Soon instead of him, and Soon and Nico didn't really go uh, that well. But when they returned him and put him back, it was a bit too late. Uh, maybe they should have tried Eggsy soon from the get-go. Wink, wink. It actually yeah. worked pretty well later. Nico had a terrible week. Yeah. And Outlaws, I mean, remember when they uh, didn't have a Tracer? Well, that's okay now because they've got, uh, if you look at the stats, the best one in the league by far. His his damage numbers, his final blow numbers, Dante really popped off. And Muma looked dominant on the Winston. Ben Best can't really play anything other than the Rhine, a little bit of the Sigma, but his, his uh, uh, Winston looked miserable compared to Muma. So Muma and Mecco looked really, really good. Um, yeah. And Blase off the McCree is really nice. Can you say that Muma comment again? Muma looked what this week? Really, really nice on the Winston. Dominant? This what is yeah. this? This season is so strange. Right. We were ready to write Muma off like two weeks ago. Yeah, but I guess if you play against uh, Ben Best on Winston, you might actually look better. <laughs> so that's harsh. Hey, credit it, credit it to Houston for turning their season around. But now they get like a good three weeks off. Well, or more. Mm, the record now good like point. what is it like two and five or something two and five yeah two four yeah. not bad considering where they started how they started mm-hmm. well but and that's the thing it's a, the focus that i have here is that they've won their last two matches that is a streak and, right exactly <laughs> um, called it the uh did uh, anyone uh, tune in to watch the justice beat the uprising no i did i saw jerry play torp for a while and that made me happy uh Korean name God carried the Washington in that match, I think. Like, <laughs> other than that, it was fine. I was peeking and looking at the game, but I, I didn't really. I, I was comments really on this is I saw the preview and I never realized that Corey's kind of tall. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't know why I thought Corey was a short guy, but he's pretty tall. Anyway, there, there's that? the there's the analysis you've been waiting for. I I had the reverse realization when they uh when uh, I think it was uh, Uber who interviewed Soon and man Soon is really short. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or maybe it was just Uber being like towering over him. I'm not sure. Who knows? It's yeah, that's our uh, top tier Overwatch analysis in here in, in our podcast. <laughs> so going into Sunday, all three of us said. You needed to watch the Paris Eternal Philadelphia Fusion match, and that is probably the first time we actually got that right. Oh, what a match! Like, match. I, like I'm first of all thinking back to like this season as well as last season. I don't remember where one, all three of us agreed on something, and it actually coming true. Let alone two of us agreeing on something. But even then, like that was back and forth, and. I'm still trying to figure out how Paris pulled it out. I, I can't say I watched the entire match. I am I'm not as hardcore as the two of you are, but what I did watch. Uh, oh, the last boy. one. Mm-hmm. We didn't really discuss the meta in particular. We just discussed the different uh, um, uh, games. But man, how fun is it to watch Soldier uh, and Tracer and then see all those switches all the time, constantly. And that last map on Oasis was like the epitome of the chaos that ensued from uh, Hero Pools. Mm-hmm. They had, I think, 
six, seven times where the battle kind of tilted towards the other team's uh, favor and they were 99-99 over time. And and while some uh, heroes were dying, uh, their (laughs) replacements came off of spawn (laughs) and got a a couple of picks. It just went back and forth. So if if you didn't watch it, make yourself a favor. Look it up on YouTube. Just those, uh, I don't know what what it was Last like five three, minutes or something. Five like minutes. That. It felt like it went on forever, yeah. and it did. And in Overwatch terms, right? Whenever you get that pick, normally you expect the other, like the team, to entirely uh, uh, cramp up and die. But it didn't really happen. Like teams continued getting. They picked. died and they came back. They, and they died and they came right, back. Right, right. XZ was alive so much longer than he should have been there. A lot <laughs> of like uh, um, um, really good heals, and I saw many times when uh, they went to. And, and try to kill him off, but then they had to come back to the point and contest it because it was OT and time was running down. Eventually, though, what happened is uh, the Briggs had to switch off for the Lucio to taxi their teammates and come back to the point and contest it quicker. And FD God was really uh, uh, that much quicker uh, to get that sound barrier that kind of sealed the deal and, and allowed um, Paris to be a little bit more aggressive uh, and... Um, was yeah, Fani Estro was uh, a bit behind on that alt, and uh, that's kind of I think what cost them the last uh, battle and essentially the last the entire match. But I was I was thrilled. I was like, uh, Lena was sitting next to me. She was doing her own her own thing. I was like shouting here, I'm like, "What's going on?" <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. and I normally never like become loud unless it's like the Titans who are playing. Yep. In a meaning meaningless game for us, <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I did scream out, "What is happening?" Like, I, I couldn't see. I couldn't understand what I was watching. <laughs> yeah, it was unbelievable. Um, the the other thing I will note is is in map one, um, Fusion came out with EQO on Brig. Yeah, Brig Jail. <laughs> Brig Jail's back. His, his face. Oh my god! You could see like he's dead inside. It's like, oh man, we we did all these balance patches, roll lock, and hero pulls, and I'm still stuck on 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 the uh, Brig Jail. <laughs> but that kind of had me thinking, like, if we had played this week, would we have rolled out the the stitch on stitch on tracer, Solmensu on soldier, and uh, Hoxall yeah. on Brig? Oh. Would it could have been fun. I feel dirty just like thinking about it. It's, it's <laughs> I'm like sure that's really abomination to me. Abomination, <laughs> abomination for me. Yeah, it had a, a really incredible storyline. I mean, the writing was on the wall. Poco uh, trash talking on Twitter how they're gonna win and uh, obviously take it easily. Ben Best finally not playing the Winston. <laughs> Uh, soon an XZ starting instead of Nico Carpe on Tracer. <laughs> QO back on Brig Jail. Yeah, it's classic. Didn't Ben Best get uh, get benched for a little bit too with no smite? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, because uh, that, I can't that remember which like, now, but in the game against Houston, he was horrible. So they yeah. put in no smite to play the Winston, and it was much, much better. Yeah, Paris are kind of weird. They sometimes are really good, and sometimes they just get rolled by Houston. So <laughs> just, <laughs> just, really just true. Houston. <laughs> Yeah. One one other note that I will make because this was, in all honesty, I already told everybody last week I'm not watching any more Toronto games and not watching any more Boston <laughs> games. I did say I wasn't going to watch any Houston games, but then now they're on a winning streak, so so I'm uh, I'm a bandwagoner like that apparently. Um, but this this is what this is week five now, right? So if you guys remember way back in week one. We we had a, a weird like jersey thing going on with Ruje Hong, how he had like the wrong number or something like that. 
Well, it's week five now. Have you gone? And and Exy is still wearing Ben Best's oh. jersey. Oh, okay. I was thinking you were talking about it. Did you did you notice that FD God doesn't have a jersey either? He wears Sparkle jersey, so I, he has Sparkle's jersey on. And he's what is going on? Like, how hard the, is it to print a jersey? Know. He has the hoodie on top, right? <laughs> so you have the the name tag on the side, and you constantly see that one E from Sparkle. And and this week he had like a sticker on on top of the name tag. To to put this into traditional oh sports goodness. perspective and, and why it's so incredulous that there there aren't jerseys yet, teams will have traded for a player who shows up that afternoon. So like the deal goes down in the morning and that afternoon they stroll into the dressing room. There is a jersey for them with their name as well as their number on it. I mean, go to the mall and go to a Stitch It or something, dudes. Yeah. <laughs> Go to bang on t-shirts and get it printed. Even Titans are looking to diversify some income streams. Maybe Stitch can do the stitching. Even (laughs) even Michael Jordan uh, played one game with the number 12. Look it up. (laughs) Yeah, it's because it got stolen. (laughs) Well, maybe maybe if the God's uh, jersey's been stolen every single week. (laughs) They just have one. And yeah, the only spare is Sparkles. Or like, is yeah. he is he tearing it off a of sparkle? Well, like, no, you sparkle know, is not of age yet. So, well, no, like... but you, you know, you think sparkle, he might be there wearing one. But <laughs> for you know, shame, after you got stealing a miner's jersey, man. <laughs> oh man! Well, getting back on topic here, uh, the New York Excelsior beat the Justice, as we said, three one. I don't think any of us uh, are surprised by that result, and uh, the Boston Uprising forfeit to the Atlanta Rain. Mm-hmm. Are the I mean, Uprising I'm... the worst team in the league now? Uh, no, um, but that's just because of the way the standings work with very few teams uh, <laughs> having played. Um, Who do you think the, is below them, though? Well, it's just the thing, though, is the Uprising have a win. The True. Dallas Fuel have zero wins. Granted, <laughs> only two losses, but the Dallas Fuel zero And the Los Angeles Gladiators uh, also have zero wins. I I think we, we should we should name it the the Toilet King is the worst team in the league. I think that's much more interesting to watch than who's the best team in the league. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Because like. we, we had Houston like kind of like etched in there with, with Stone, right? But but I mean I mean Boston beat them. But now is it is it Dallas? Is it Boston? Who it's else so, can we make fun of and their fans will so hate us forever? It's so hard to yeah, say. There's, there's a lot of teams we could do. In fact, you know, why don't we do that? Drop a clip of that audio on uh, on uh, com- competitive Overwatch uh, Reddit and uh, see how that goes. We'll find out. It could be the mayhem. Shout out to those mayhem supporters who hated us for our rankings. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the upcoming week. Uh, first and foremost, uh, the hero band's in place. Uh, Omni, you said you enjoyed Soldier. Well, guess what? You don't get to see yeah. it. Uh, also banned are Winston, Sombra, and Lucio. Now, I can't say again, I saw a lot of this past week. But I'm kind of confused by the Sombra. I guess she was played enough. She made the cut, and she's gone now. <laughs> We saw a bit of a somber dive, especially in the New York match that we didn't really talk about. Um, yeah, I guess we're now back to Ryan, Diva, McCreme, Anna, maybe Brig, maybe Moira. So I think they need to really 
think about how they are uh, creating those hero pools because from what it seems every week they might just go back and forth back and forth between mm-hmm. the, uh, mm-hmm. uh Ryan uh Diva McCree May meta although Diva was also viable to be banned this week in May they just locked out and and weren't uh, banned May Lucio, always locks out <laughs> yeah Lucio oh, poor soldier he got picked like three times in a row <laughs> <laughs> but, but but that's the thing, though, is that, like, again, we don't know what goes into the the actual ban because it's, yeah. quote, unquote, random, <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge, hey, hey. Um, but how does a May survive? The people Satan. demand it. You know how you get to get, uh, make a pact with the devil? Well, she, she is the devil, so <laughs> using that black magic. Uh, I guess they need to incorporate different odds for differently played heroes. So if you're played more than, let's say, a Sombra that barely gets played, you should have more more uh, uh, paper slips in that uh, drum. But okay, but okay, let's look at a soldier. How many times have we seen soldier soldier played prior to this past weekend? Oh no, they just evaluate the the this based on week. this weekend. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Okay. See, that yeah. was the part maybe that I didn't quite fully understand. Because I was going to say that, I mean, for for my perspective, if Soldier gets banned, like, that that makes no sense. Like, I would be like, oh, we see a lot of Torb. Peace be with Torb. <laughs> like, if they ban Torb, that's just as bad as banning Ryan in my books. And they already banned Ryan, so... And, yeah. I, and, I, and I think that's that's what Lomni's talking about, is it's based on it's based on percentage of play from the, the previous mm. week, which could mean a like flip flop and add to the rule that you can't have the same hero band twice. Um, So like if we're just talking tank, it could be like one week, Winston, one week, Ryan, one week, Winston, one week, Ryan. It'd be like a B, a B. Yeah. In theory that, that works with the, the so-called rules. Um, Probably Diva would get thrown in there at some point, just because Diva is always a popular pick, but, but we can kind of see it becoming circular in the long run for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, plus, well, we shouldn't forget about their more aggressive approach to patching and balancing. So maybe that will help. Mm-hmm. But man, this week was really, really fun. Mm-hmm. Seeing Soldier played, we did. We even saw Ash. We we actually saw Hog for the first time, but he was played for like fifteen seconds. But yeah, we we saw a lot of variety, and I like that. I know the yeah. plays are not as clean. Uh, the game is not as a surgical or tactical, but I enjoy it as a, as as yeah. a. Hey. Gotta admit, after one dumb, week, it was a big success consumer. this week. Yeah, as a dumb consumer of this uh, esport, I consider it to be first and foremost entertainment. So that's why I'm all for it. Yeah, and I think not every week's going to be successful as this week. Maybe this right. week will look a little bit more boring. But I think the the nice part about it is it's you know like let's say you're a big Ryan fan and you got bland. It's only one week. It's not a big deal. I'll tell that to Ben Best. <laughs> doesn't apply to the players their jobs are on the line yeah <laughs> so this weekend is down in florida so the mayhem are hosting at the watsco center at the university of miami uh, we have the new york excelsior kicking off against the atlanta rain the london spitfire kicking off against the philadelphia fusion and then the paris eternal are taking on the home side florida mayhem on Sunday, you've got the Toronto Defiant versus the Washington Justice, the London Spitfire versus the Atlanta Reign, and Boston Uprising versus Florida Mayhem. All three of us have aligned and said New York Excelsior Atlanta Reign match to watch. Yep. The two teams we didn't really discuss in the matches and the results, Atlanta and New York, they kind of look better. It looks like slowly but steadily they solidify their lineups, especially at the DPS, uh, having Nene and, and uh, um, Libero. Libero. 
and the starting lineup looked much, much, much better than the other uh, experiments that they've had with who are you. Uh, likewise with uh, Atlanta, they put up uh, Erster, uh, sorry, Edison, who looked really, really nice uh, playing next to Erster. And, uh, oh, my God, um, Hawk is really, really nice on the Diva. So uh, it looks like a good match is coming up, but I don't want to say it because the last time we did the match <laughs> Pretty crap. When was this? It was NYXL versus, uh, I think. No, was it? Yeah, NYXL versus Philadelphia. We kind of predicted mm. that to be a, a good match, and it wasn't. So let's Do just hope that's good. <laughs> yeah. The uh, matches on Sunday, however, were a little bit split. So on you and I said Toronto, Washington was the one oh, to watch. That's um, it. Washington, Washington wins this one. That was Washington a typo, right? Curse. The Life Force Curse strikes the again. Life Force Curse. What's, well, your, I, what's your money on Washington? I was going to say that, okay, Sam picked the Spitfire Rain. So <laughs> I actually had originally picked the Spitfire Rain, but then decided, no, I got a good thing going with Toronto here. So <laughs> I'm going to pick that one. That's see, see, people think I hate Toronto, but I'm doing y'all a solid. I didn't pick them. The one time I picked them, they bombed. They bleeped the bed. <laughs> so I'm not picking them. I'm helping you guys. But Light Force over here, he's the real evil one. So all those, all that defiant hate, send it his way. I just want to say shwee, because that's fun. <laughs> that's why I picked this game. Oh, no, I... See, for me, I look at the Toronto Defiant as being this team with all sorts of potential. And when when the stars align... I think they can do really well, play an exciting uh, you know, brand of, of Overwatch. And sure. if that were to occur against a team like the Washington Justice, I sure. think we're in for a really good match. Now, I, I know. I, I agree. If, if, if. The stars, I, the stars do align for them until you pick their game <laughs> and they're disaligned. Man, if I if, imagine a world where I actually had that level of power. <laughs> you, do. you do. Don't doubt yourself. We're gonna we're gonna put it to the test this week. Mm-hmm. I've never <laughs> been more confident. <laughs> so beyond the fact that I've cursed Toronto, is there anything else we want to talk about for Sunday? I'm just looking forward to a lot of uh, pink neon and and uh, cool production for the Miami hosted match. What's gonna be on the signs behind the host this week? Mm, let's just hope the production makes it uh, <laughs> eligible. No typos. No typos, please. Cheez-Its. <laughs> Crunch time. Something like that. Nice. The last thing that we're going to touch on has related to the topic we're talking about uh, in the payload. But it appears that the Paris Eternal homestands are at risk. Why? Well, the venue that the Eternal were going to be hosting their homestand at has aligned with the recommendation uh, in Paris that mass gatherings, a thousand or more people, are prevented and therefore has until the middle of April canceled all of their events. Now, that doesn't outright mean the Eternal homestand is canceled. To be very clear here, we have yet to see anything official from the Eternal or the Overwatch League. Though, as is uh, lore with our podcast, it's probably all going to come out uh, now that we've recorded it on a Tuesday night, sometime before high noon on Wednesday. But this is where we now, I think, start to see the League look at these other opportunities, playing like closed venue events um, or finding another... Uh, Having nine hundred and ninety nine people in the building, 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. You are number a thousand and you are unable to come in. But hey, here's a 40% discount code off of Fanatics. Yeah. But if Sparkle watches outside, then can you have an extra person come in? Yeah. I don't know. They should just uh, hang out. Big brain uh, strats. Overwatch League branded face masks <laughs> at the gates. Harsh. Yeah. Let's keep those uh, fingers thoroughly washed and crossed for. Uh, the Paris event. I don't want to see more cancellations. Well, and I, that's the thing is it's not going to be happening at their original venue. No. That's, that's yeah. as, you know, as clear as it can be. It is much more difficult to have an event as we would think it to be in Paris simply because of the, you know, the edict to again, re- reduce the number of mass gatherings um, and the international travel that will obviously be. A well, requirement. that too. Um, and, and I'm not trying to, you know, discount the, the international travel component. It's just that at this stage, I believe that uh, the league will need to sort of circle the wagons. They need to consolidate their property in such a way that allows for matches to occur. And that may be closed event. Now, that's not to suggest that they, you know, go and find some studio space in LA and, and quote unquote, go home. But uh, something it does need to occur now. To all of those who've gone and said it's official, it's official, it's official. It is not, and I think I've made this clear on previous episodes. Simply saying it's official because I read it on Twitter. <laughs> read it on this podcast. Well, this podcast, Premier Source. It's always official if it comes out of the words <laughs> of uh, or the but words come out of our mouths. It's mm-hmm. it is known. But uh, here we are wrapping up uh, an episode where we talked about hoarding toilet paper. So (laughs) we're bringing our A-game to this podcast content creation with absolutely nothing to talk about when it comes to the Vancouver Titans. I'm proud of us, boys. There you go. I think next week we're going to compare toilet paper brands to uh, Overwatch (laughs) brands. (laughs) Toilet paper, does it have magical properties? Does one ply give you plus three dexterity? Mm -hmm. The deepest teams have the most ply. How much charisma does it add? <laughs> no, that you, to get the charisma, you need to have the three ply. Okay, the three ply gives you charisma, intellect, and dexterity. 100%. Yeah, but are they soft? Well, I don't know. Like, are we talking about Scotty's brand or I don't know? Soft like Charmin. You know, and actually, just completely off the rails because that's pretty much what we've done. We've lit a tire fire here. Costco's brand, Kirkland. They've mastered a lot of things. And while I will concede that I buy the Kirkland brand toilet paper, they have yet to figure out toilet paper as well as, you know, as some of the other brands. Agreed. Hmm. I mean, there's value there and it's better than like mm-hmm. sandpaper or, or single ply. <laughs> but let me tell you, they're, they need to, they need to go back to the lab here and, and refine the fiber count or whatever the heck it is that goes into t- TP. Man, I miss Japan. Let me tell you, we go we go in we go in the bidet, bidets. You, you oh. push you push the wrong buttons, and oh, you're like man. through the ceiling. <laughs> no, there there are no wrong buttons. Once you get <laughs> there's <laughs> only great mode. and then better. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's the, the risk more is I think the temperature is more of a risk mm. than the yeah. Man, you guys were asking for reviews the last couple episodes. <laughs> if we don't get some now, I mean. <laughs> This this stellar content. I, I don't know what whatever will. But uh, any final words of wisdom that you want to share with uh, our uh, our listeners that may still be here or haven't clicked unsubscribe yet? Uh, officials say we should not panic, but I don't think I can watch much more Overwatch from the Atlantic. 
How long have you been working on that one? Uh, 10 seconds. <laughs> since, since the Titans stopped playing. <laughs> I don't have anything. I don't have anything to follow that up on. <laughs> when it comes from the heart, it's easy. Well, the only words of wisdom I have, wash your hands. Mm. Yeah, so like, please. Was it, yeah, like you're supposed to do it for like 20 seconds or whatever. You say I sing like, you know, Africa by uh, Toto and that'll, you know, that'll do it for you. Where do you stand on drying your hands? Is the blowing thingamajigger enough or do you need the paper towel? I thought it was like a cesspool for germs, but that's so, what the yeah. bank theory said. Yeah. Yeah. I, I paper towel. Paper the, towel. If, if you have the option for sure. Yeah. Without like, it, would you, would you do the blowing thing or is it a cesspool? Well, it, so it, to be honest, I probably find toilet paper. <laughs> the, 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 the hair dryer. Or the source. <laughs> it, it's, it's the, the problem is the filters. If they're not changed, then really all you're doing is you're blowing germs on your hands. Like you just wash them and let's go and, you know, anyhow. That's, that's fair. Science. We, we, we're, we're experts. We need, we need someone with, with actual, actual subject matter expertise to, yeah, to comment let's get on some that. Guests. Let's get yeah, some guests on this uh, pod. <laughs> well, get, if we don't get the get some, in. <laughs> yeah. If we don't get guests on this podcast, it's, it's, it's just going to go downhill from here. And I don't know how much further downhill we can go. <laughs> we shall see. I'm looking forward to it. So if you are still looking for us online, it's readysetpone.com. We're on Twitter as well as Instagram. It's at readysetpone. The uh, thing that uh, you can also do if you haven't done so already is click subscribe in whatever podcast application you possibly can listen to us in. We're pretty much in every single one. Um, but if you happen to be listening to us and you've been listening to us for a while and you really enjoy what you hear, do us a favor and tell your friends about our podcast. Um, you know, we, we talk about this from time to time. Yes, we're a Vancouver Titans focused podcast, but we talk about the Overwatch League. We are fans of the game. In fact, I am such a big fan of the game. I've started doing competitive placements again. This is huge. It's huge. But uh, on behalf of Omni at Omni Strife, myself, Chris at Lightforce, and Sam at another Sam Channing, I sign this episode off with those magical two words that are coming straight out of my voice or my mouth, my voice. I'm off my game. But it is catchphrase. Thank you.